Non-stop shock radio. The station that shocks you. Renegade Talk Radio. Hi, this is Everly Isby on Renegade Talk Radio, and welcome to Connecting the Dots. In my last show, actually it was my first show, I talked into the corporatocracy that is our system of government just a little bit as an intro to what I'm going to be speaking into. The facts of how our world really works. And by the way, I just wanted to give you this little tidbit. If you break down the word government into its Latin origins, govern means control and ment means mind. So literally, government is mind control. (laughs) Isn't that an interesting thing to ponder? Actually, that's pretty much the only truth and transparency you'll get from them. On today's show, though, I want to talk about the failed coup attempt in Turkey. I know this happened last month, you know, mid-July, but it is certainly not old news because what happened there is huge, and it is a major geopolitical situation that raises a lot of questions as to just what is really going on. Turkey, as you know, is a uh, member of NATO and a big Washington ally, very strategic, geographically placed ally. We also have an air base there in Sirlik. Um, Washington has utilized Turkey, though, in a variety of ways to promote its own interests in the Mideast. One of the biggest over the last five years or so, as you probably know, has been the primary motive of ousting Syria's president Bashar al-Assad so that Washington can put in a regime that'll be a puppet for U.S. and international banking interests. Assad will not bend over like Washington wants him to, so like others before him, like Saddam Hussein or Muammar Gaddafi and so on and so on throughout history, the major push has been to topple Assad's democratically and popularly elected president, who has well over a 70% approval rating. Actually, actually, I think it's might be higher, like in the 80 percentile among his people, which is really rare. The only other leader I can think of who is that popular with his people is Vladimir Putin. And Assad's administration is a secular government, the freedom of religious practice and beliefs, and that's pretty darn rare for the Mideast. You'd think U.S. and NATO would be behind a government like that, a secular democracy, but no. It doesn't matter to the neocon think tank folks inside the Beltway. The U.S. and its allies started off over five years ago claiming, as one example, that Assad used chemical weapons on his own people, which was a lie. The chemicals came through Turkey, by the way, but it gave the U.S. and NATO allies the modus operandi to begin staging this fake civil war, illegally sending mercenaries from around the globe to instigate their agenda. It's not the people of Syria who started the fighting. Even after this civil war started, the people re-elected Assad by a landslide. So obviously it's not the people's civil war, is it? No, it is imported mercenaries, like ISIS, to accomplish the fall of Assad's government for U.S. and NATO interests. Turkey has been a key asset in that U.S.-NATO agenda. So... During this alleged civil war raging in Syria, Turkey's border to Syria has been extremely porous. They've been funneling ISIS and other mercenary forces in and out of Syria, moving ISIS's stolen oil from Syria and Iraq that helps fund ISIS and other mercenary forces, and Turkey has been selling it on the world market illegally. 
And I just want to know, who's buying it, by the way? You know they know. They track everything. They're just not telling us. Oh, and the company in Turkey that handles the money for oil exchange is through Erdogan's son, Bilal's company, by the by, in case you don't know. Erdogan even had the balls to shoot down one of Russia's fighter jets, claiming it had entered Turkish airspace and was a, a threat to Turkey's sovereignty. But apparently it was such a minimal incursion into Turkey, like a quick aerial maneuver, that when they shot the Russian jet down, it was well back into Syrian airspace. This was done with full knowledge that Russia was absolutely no threat to Turkey in any way. Oh, and Erdogan also unilaterally sent troops into Iraq, illegally, without Iraq's consent, to mess with the Kurds there. Turkey's Erdogan has been shooting at the Kurds not only in his own country, but in Syria and Iraq. So, now let's get down into this. What was Erdogan doing the last few weeks before the coup? This is very interesting. He did a major 180, a total turnaround. Erdogan has been making nicey-nice with Russia all of a sudden, asking, you know, to please, please remove the sanctions you've placed on us after we shot your jets down. Oh, and please let the Russian tourists come back, because that's a major income we miss. Also, uh, Erdogan has been making noises to settle things with Syria. The new Turkish prime minister sent shockwaves just before the coup through Syrian opposition circles. And he said that Ankara wants to reestablish good relations with Syria. This while Turkey has been a key backer of the opposition to Assad's regime for the last five years. Quite a sudden departure from Turkey's position, which has been to insist on Assad's removal. This signals that Turkey, as a NATO member and strategic Washington ally, is moving towards Russia and away from U.S.-NATO agendas. <sighs> Think about that. I'm going to take a break and I'll be right back. More smoking content than a Jamaican spliff. You're listening to Blunt Talk on Renegade Talk Radio. Hey, it's Everly, and I'm back on Renegade Talk Radio. We're talking about the alleged coup attempt in Turkey last month and the critical turnaround by Erdogan just before the coup. And now I'm going to turn to what Washington was doing just before this coup. There was new Western coverage on this, by the way, at least that I could find. But just before the coup attempt in Turkey... The U.S. privately signed an agreement to provide direct military and financial support to the Peshmerga in Iraq, which is the Kurds. The same people that Erdogan, our ally, has long been trying to eliminate. Why is the U.S. doing that? This landmark agreement for the Kurdistan region in Iraq and forming a partnership with the U.S., which, by the way, the U.S. sidestepped Baghdad altogether. I mean, for the Last year or so, the government in Baghdad, as divided as that government is, has been royally pissed off at the U.S. and making strong statements that the U.S. has been undermining Iraq. They issued statements for the U.S. to get out of Iraq. That was back in December 2015, to which the U.S. denied the accusations. This private agreement just signed between U.S. and Peshmerga 
proves what Baghdad has been saying all along. Then, we also have this from, uh, this is from Bellingcat.com, and also Boiling Frog's Post has talked into this. Uh, a group of plotters of the failed Turkish coup attempt um, used WhatsApp group to communicate with each other. Based on well-documented information and established identities gathered from these intercepted communications, at least, at least three out of the five coup regiments were, and still are, part of NATO's Rapid Deployable Corps. Further, the group used the emblem and slogan used by NATO's Rapid Deployable Corps, which is, and get this, this is what they, the badge on their sleeves, Peace at home, peace in the world. <laughs> How friggin' ironic is that? So, NATO had a part in the coup. Then throw in Fethullah Gulen with his millions of followers, who is a CIA asset. Gulen was a close friend and associate of Erdogan for many years, until 2013, when Erdogan accused Gulen of being behind all the corruption charges and court cases being filed against Erdogan's regime. Gulen lives now under U.S. protection in a small town in Pennsylvania, living apparently a very reclusive life. But is he? U.S. and Turkey are allies, and Gulen is a staunch enemy to Erdogan, but the U.S. protects him? Ironical, isn't it? But this was a very strange coup. Now think about this. There were no apparent leaders. No one came forward to make statements to the public or try to garner support. Quite clearly, even during the coup, they had taken control of major media inside Turkey. But there were no anti-Erdogan statements made to the public during this attempted coup. Nothing. It was all pro-Erdogan throughout. A real coup would have accused him of rigging elections, which would have uh, brought up the investigations of corruption in his administration and so forth. Who led this coup? We have no idea, as no one came forward. Does this make sense to you? On its very surface, it's murky, and all sides are working for and against each other at the same time. Why is that? So, what happened when the coup attempt was overturned? Well, Erdogan began his mass arrests, around 15,000 to date so far, within the military plus more across the judicial system and the education system and so forth. He obviously had a list firmly in place well before this supposed coup. There's been no investigation. He just started arresting people. He just erased any opposition within his country so he can do whatever it is he has and is going to do. And I'll quote from uh, Pepe Escobar. Uh, he's a great journalist. Um, from an article he wrote in the last, I don't know, it was the last few weeks. Uh, and here's the quote. For all practical purposes, Erdogan now controls the executive, the legislative, and the judiciary and is taking no prisoners to purge the military for good. Ladies and gentlemen, the Sultan is in the house. <laughs> I like Pepe. Okay, so anyway, um, so the coup was a CIA, and well, let me see, was the coup, come on, let me think about this, was the coup a CIA NATO-backed attempt to retaliate 
against Erdogan's turn away from U.S. and NATO? Utilizing the millions of followers and network of military officers that support Gulen in Turkey? Or was it an Erdogan false coup so that he could consolidate his power? Or maybe even a little bit some of both? I mean, geopolitics has many strange bedfellows, depending on whatever or whoever's agendas fits, fit together somehow. I mean, seriously. Just like the opposition parties of the Republicans and Democrats in this country. They mask around as two opposing camps. They can't stand each other, right? But behind closed doors, they're all comfy cozy with each other because they serve the same master in the end. The Republicans and the Democrats are one party speaking out of both sides of its mouth. And who is or are the masters? Quite simply, it's the corporatocracy. I can't even say that word, but it's a great word. It's, it's the corporatocracy, the system that is international, waging wars any way they can, by hook or by crook, for the vast profits they make off of the violence and destruction. Who runs the corporatocracy? Big part is international banking interests because they fund all sides in all the wars. It's always worked that way. They create the wars, have various countries participate, lie to the people about what is going on, and the gullible people send their sons and daughters off to war to be slaughtered. I mean, we know about the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers, all those kind of people, but the truly powerful families, you never hear their names. I'll leave you that to chew on, Renegade Nation, while I take a break. Be right back. Blunt. Do you like to be blunt? Absolutely. We don't sugarcoat shit. Listen Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 noon Pacific Standard Time. You'll hear things you've never heard before. Renegade Talk Radio. Hi, it's Everly Isby, and I'm back. And uh, I just wanted to also let you know to tune in to Sky Pilot Radio. Uh, let's look at the greatest hits from the 60s, the 70s, and the 80s. Stuff that you don't hear anymore on the corporate radio stations. They just play the same shit over and over and over again. Sky Pilot is uh, really, you'll, you'll love it. Tune in. Okay, so I just want to tell you about the next show. I'm going to come back to the good old U.S. of A. And I'm going to be talking into some of how the system is set up. I'm going to talk into the corporatocracy, the system that is running this planet, that hides behind the political systems that pretends to be serving the people's interests. I'm here to say they don't, and I'll also introduce you to some of the work that many people are doing now to correct the fraudulent abduction of this country, this union of states where the government has gotten totally out of control. As I do these shows, I'll be bringing forth the evidence over time, um, depending on what I focus on for any given show, the factual historical evidence as I go along so that you can see that man behind the curtain, or I should say those men and women, you know, hiding behind that curtain that you're not supposed to be paying any attention to. But I have to do it in bits and pieces because I'm painting a big picture. Does that, does that sound like a plan to you? I hope so. I think you'd have to have serious IQ problems or be living on that river called denial if you can't see that the good old U.S. of A. is not acting like it's supposed to be acting on any and all levels. It's not even close to what it used to be. 
It's morphed into this unrecognizable behemoth of power and control. The whole world is getting irrational these days, especially the Western world, and it all seems to be coming to an accelerated peak of something. Something is happening, and it doesn't look or sound or smell very good, does it? I know that many of you out there are very aware of this stuff, but if you're not, keep listening and absorbing what I'm talking about. As I said in the first show, this is not conspiracy theory or spin. Connecting the dots is about bringing factual evidence to you, which I hope will give you a much broader perspective or a more informed perspective as you watch all the craziness that confronts us almost daily now. It's a seriously insane out there. And if you absorb what I'm going to be speaking into, you can begin to make sense out of what appears insensible and insane. As more and more people open themselves up to the real realities, the real world, and not the kindergarten version that we've all been spoon-fed all our lives, we have a really good platform to make intelligent changes to the system that is supposed to work for us and which does not any longer. Do you, I want to ask you a question, do you buy this war on terror? Are you afraid of these terrorists? Are they all Muslims? Some are, with all these various factions sprouting up everywhere. Some are Muslim. But what about ISIS? They came out of nowhere. I remember, what, you know, I was watching the news when they, they showed ISIS coming, barreling across the border and into Iraq sometime back a few years ago. It was this convoy of brand new Toyota trucks. I think the trucks, someone told me that the trucks were also called ISIS. What did tell you? That was a great marketing campaign for ISIS. Yes, even our trucks are called ISIS. Okay, but anyway, they just came barreling over the border. There was, there was n n no one to stop them. There was, they just came unopposed. And they had all these guys standing on the, in the back of the trucks with their, you know, just loaded for bear. And... I just can't remember, where did they come from? And who funds them? You know, that is a really good question. Also, Isis is an ancient Egyptian fertility goddess. What Muslim in his right mind would join a group called Isis? Seriously. Isis is not a Muslim terrorist group. It is a bunch of mercenaries from around the world, from many different countries. Trained mercenaries who have no political or religious agenda. No. They're just paid killers. Who funded them and continues to fund them? Who's involved? That's what I will get into into these shows. Let's pull the curtain down and really look at it all. You know, it takes time to wrap your mind around the facts that we have not been made aware of. It's a reality changer, folks. So you have to be patient with yourself on this stuff. I mean, open your ghetto-meter and your mind and your heart. The more aware we all are, we won't be so gullible and believe their lies that lead us further down the path of chaos, insanity, and the continual degradation of the quality of all our lives. We won't be able to make informed decisions and call it out so that they can't continue with all of these perpetual wars, out-of-control governments, and fraudulent financial and economic systems. So this show is about all that stuff. As I also talk about current events from a different perspective. But let's get down to the bottom line. Lift the veils and see the world as it actually is. And not what they're telling you it is. 
This is Everly Isby saying so long. Ciao, bella, au revoir, sayonara. Until next time, take care and keep your sense of humor intact. And don't be afraid of any and everything that's happening. No, let's look at it in the face and call it what it really is. The truth will set you free. It's an old saying, but it is literally true. We can't change anything until we're working with the truth. So join me next time. <laughs>